Tonight, we've got three stories from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about a personality trait that might be behind all the evil in the world, why the Pluto planet debate just won't go away, and how much time it takes to grow giant, prize-worthy pumpkins. Let's satisfy some curiosity. A new study published this month in Psychological Review may have figured out the personality trait behind all the evil in the world. Even better, you can take a test to see how much of it you've got just in time for Halloween. (laughs) Is that good? I don't think you would score very high on this. Dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta practice that evil laugh. I really do. You know, like Dr. Horrible. Take some rehearsing. Yeah. These evil personality traits go beyond what psychologists call the dark triad. We've talked about that before on Curiosity.com. The dark triad is made up of Machiavellianism, narcissism, and psychopathy. The researchers behind this new study set out to describe how the darkest personality traits were related. So to do that, they expanded their search and found a full set of nine dark traits that could be linked together. Here's a quick rundown, starting with the dark triad. Machiavellianism is a manipulative attitude. Narcissism is a self-absorbed sense of superiority. And psychopathy is a lack of empathy and self-control. Beyond that, there's egoism. That's an obsession with gaining an advantage at the expense of others. A similar trait is self-interest, which is a drive to draw attention to your high status. Do I do this too much with the award-winning thing? (laughs) Then there's sadism and spitefulness, which both stem from a drive to harm others. With sadism, you hurt people for your pleasure or gain, and with spitefulness, you inflict pain regardless of the harm you do to yourself. The eighth trait is psychological entitlement, which is the persistent belief that you deserve more than other people. And finally, moral disengagement is the general ability to detach from your conscience and behave unethically without feeling distressed. The researchers figured out what ties these all together over the course of four studies where 2,500 participants took personality tests. Researchers ran a statistical analysis and found so much overlap that it suggested a single core trait behind them all. They call it the D factor. D is for dark. This was inspired by a similar discovery that pinpointed general intelligence that was called the G factor. Researchers came up with the G factor more than 100 years ago when they noticed that people who performed well on certain types of cognitive tests were likely to perform well on others. So both the G and the D factors are psychological constructs that help us better understand how these specific features relate to more general ones. And guess what? You can still participate in the study at darkfactor.org. You can determine your dark factor by responding to a number of statements. And there are a few different versions depending on how much time you want to spend, from about 5 to 20 minutes. Go see how dark you really are. One more time, that's darkfactor.org. Pluto, man. Just Pluto. What are we going to do with you? Are you a moon? Are you a planet? Are you a dwarf? (laughs) I don't know what you are. Why can't anybody seem to agree what you are? Today, we're taking a deep dive into the Pluto debate. Because believe it or not, the fate of our solar system's classification is at stake. It's a big deal, Cody. I could could tell. (laughs) Well, so in 2006... The International Astronomical Union said that Pluto can't be a planet because it's too small to clear debris near its path in space. Okay, but wait a minute. Even Earth can't clear all the little rocks in its orbit. This is why a lot of people were pretty upset with the decision. And a new paper in the journal Icarus makes the situation look even worse. So here's the idea. 
If we're talking about how to define a planet, we should look at the literature of scientific papers to see what other scientists said. This is really important because literature is a part of how science works. A scientist makes a discovery, they submit it to a scientific journal, and then other scientists actually review their work before it gets published. The peer review process has been fundamental to science for hundreds of years. Well, here's the shocker in this new paper. It reviewed literature about planets all the way back to 1802. You know, before electricity had even been invented. Remember how the IAU said Pluto couldn't be a planet because it was too small to clear debris in its orbit? Well, out of all of the literature in this 200 plus year review, only one single paper said that a planet needs to clear its orbit. And get this, that methodology was later discredited. What? Yeah. How is this even a thing? Right? The new paper's lead investigator is convinced we need to think differently about Pluto, especially after NASA's New Horizons spacecraft showed an incredibly complex world during its flyby in 2015. Based on that data, Pluto could have an underground ocean, ancient lakes, and even organic compounds, which are the building blocks of life, people. It could be more dynamic and alive than Mars, and it could have more complex geology than any other planet besides Earth. Anyway, I could go on all day about this, but there are plenty of other arguments worth considering that you can read about in our full write-up on Curiosity.com and on the Curiosity app for Android and iOS. Just remember that this debate is far from over. And in the end, what scientists decide could have huge implications. I mean, we might end up with a definition that leaves us with more than 100 planets in our solar system. Whatever happens, just be glad you didn't have to memorize that many when you were in elementary school. Yeah, that's going to be quite the saying. My very earnest mother just... It's just going to be a book. <laughs> we just have to recite a book. We want to give a special shout out to some of our patrons for supporting our show. Thank you, Carrie Greenwald, Dane Norris, and Emily for contributing to our Patreon page. And thanks, Emily, for the really sweet message you left on our Patreon page last week. We are so happy you're enjoying our show. If you're listening and you want to support Curiosity Daily, then visit patreon.com curiosity.com, all spelled out. The more patrons we get, the more quality stuff we can do for you. Feel free to chip in just a fraction of your Netflix subscription. Come on, you know we're more entertaining than the new season of that one show that totally jumped the shark in 2018. And we're offering our patrons lots of cool rewards, like exclusive full-length bonus podcast episodes, featuring interviews with experts like we used to do on the show. One more time, that's patreon.com curiosity.com. Today we're wrapping up with Pumpkins by the Numbers. If you've ever thought about growing a world record pumpkin, then you might want to think again after you hear how much work you have to put in. It's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. The greatest compliment anyone has ever given me was a boy in school when we were all watching It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown in band class. He said that I reminded him of the little red haired girl, which is like the best character. Peppermint Patty? No, the little red haired girl is the one that everybody has a crush on. Peppermint Patty? No! <laughs> Her name is the little red-haired girl. It's the one that Charlie... You don't even know Charlie Brown <laughs> canon, Cody. I don't know the little red... Charlie Brown boy. Who's the little red-haired girl? It's just a nameless Little red-haired girl. I'm, I'm Googling that. <laughs> what? What is she in? She's just the one that Charlie Brown talks about. Like, you can just imagine her personality because she doesn't really do anything. Maybe this wasn't a great compliment, but... <laughs> <laughs> the Wikipedia page says the little redhead girl is an unseen character in the Peanuts comic strip. Right. So, you know, she can't, like, disappoint you. 
Was your friend saying you're imaginary? I don't know. Is this like a Manic Pixie Dream Girl kind of thing? <laughs> I think it might have been. Never mind. It wasn't the best compliment. I take it back. Remind me to give you more compliments <laughs> so <laughs> that no longer reigns supreme. <laughs> Whether that's your favorite Peanuts character or not, everyone loves a good jack-o'-lantern. But not all pumpkins are the size of a human head or two. You know, in 2016, the world record for the heaviest pumpkin measured a borderline disturbing 2,624.6 pounds. That's the weight of a 2017 Mini Cooper. And giant pumpkins aren't going to get smaller. The world record pumpkin in 1981, less than 40 years ago, was just 493 and a half pounds. That means the weight record more than quadrupled in just a few decades. But these pumpkins don't grow themselves. Don Young is an amateur pumpkin grower who was profiled by the New York Times in 2011. He said he spends $8,000 a year on his passion project. Possibly worse than that, Young says he wakes up in the middle of the night to check his pumpkins. He also uses 80 sprinkler heads that pump out 27,000 gallons of water a month. That's almost enough to supply a family of four for a year. He runs heat lamps all night after he plants the seeds in the cold ground in April, and he would cool his gourds with fans in sweltering midsummer heat. He also can't remember the last time he took a vacation. Look, let me put it this way. On top of all the time, money, and energy you have to put into it, the world's biggest pumpkins are carefully genetically engineered and selectively bred for optimal size. You want to set a world record? Go right ahead. But the trick to doing it is definitely no treat. Read about today's stories and more on Curiosity.com. Join us again tomorrow for the award-winning Curiosity Daily and learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.